from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Put my name up in the We are only an hour away from the NBA trade deadline, and that means breaking moves constantly. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I thought we were going to spend three hours today mostly talking about the Super Bowl. And instead, the NBA has hijacked the entire conversation. More breaking trades, Harry. The Warriors have traded James Wiseman to the Pistons in a multi-team deal. Sadiq Bey headed to the Hawks. The Hawks sending five second-round picks to the Warriors. You know the Hawks uh, better than most. You were down in Atlanta. You like this move for Atlanta? Yeah, I do. But you, when you look at them, you got DeAndre Hunter as a small forward, A.J. Griffin, who they drafted out of, out of Duke. Uh, two guys that I think are uh, going to be really good players in this league. DeAndre Hunter is a defensive guy. He can also shoot the ball mid-range do a lot of different things on the basketball court. Now you add another guy to that, and I think it's it's more so seeing what the what the league is going to. Like a lot of these wing guys that can do a lot of, you know, multiplicity uh, uh, things on the basketball court. Also, shouldn't get everybody updated. The Clippers acquired Bones Highland for two second-round picks. I know it's a nickname, but still one of my favorite names in all the land. One of my favorite NBA minds in all the land. You know him from ESPN NBA Countdown and, of course, from PTI. Michael Wilbon joins us now. The Wolfpack grows by one. Wilbon, appreciate your time. We're breaking down all these trades that are happening as we're speaking. After what we saw the Suns do last night, does any of it really matter? Yeah, it does. I mean, there's other stuff that's going to matter. First of all, I want to ask, because I can't see you guys, or Harry wearing an Eagles jersey or something like that today. Is he wearing <laughs> – is he sporting no. colors, I wonder? No, 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 no. I got my button up today, Mr. Wilbon. Okay, my you got your today, usual baby. sartorial deal going on, all right? <laughs> I like that he called you Mr. Wilbon, too. Like, that got very official. I mean, that just means he, he knows I'm old. He, he knows I'm, I'm too damn old. He can do whatever he wants. No, but listen, seriously, I mean, um, yeah, they matter. The, the, the Lakers got better. I don't know how much better. I think they got significantly better. Does it mean they're going to finish higher than the Suns in the Western Conference standings? No or Denver, or, or Memphis? No, it doesn't. Does it mean they can make the playoffs? I think it does. Um, I, just, I sat talking with LeBron. It was before the deal. And he felt really – LeBron is candid. And you, you'll know if he's not feeling real good about something. He'll tell you. But he was feeling really good about them if they can stay healthy. That was before the deal. Now you get this deal that opens up you know, some floor space with some shooters. It helps LeBron and helps with minutes. And, and they're – I mean, they're they're better, I believe. Um, you guys are Russell out there, so and we haven't seen the last of the deals. I mean, I think I think the Nets have to be on the phone with four or five teams, if not more, right now, trying to figure out what kind of roster they're going to craft for the next two months. It's a sprint now. We're down to thirty-ish games. You know what are they going to do? So look, the seismic shift. I'm I'm in Arizona. I live here part of my life. I'm here now. I was already here. I'm not here for the Super Bowl. I'm here. And there's no, there's no fault line in Arizona. Not that I'm familiar with it. There are. There's certainly none under the Phoenix, Scottsdale, metropolitan area. But yet it was seismic last night. It's like this place shook with the news of Kevin Durant coming to the desert. And it's, it's the, the last news like this was when the Suns traded for Charles Barkley 31 years ago. And they traded like three dudes, with no disrespect to my man Jeff Hornacek. 
Jeff Hornacek, Tim Perry, and Andrew Lang, I think. They traded three dudes. No Hall of Famers, no All-Stars. I mean, maybe maybe Hornacek made an All-Star team. No picks, nothing. And they got Charles Barkley, and they went to the finals. And so people of a certain age out here remember that. And Charles is still the most popular basketball influence here in Arizona. And I, I texted Charles around 3 a.m., and I said, if I can't go to sleep because I'm so excited, I ain't letting you sleep either. <laughs> Let me start three texts until I wake you up. And it's very exciting um, because he gets to play with, you know, look, they gave up a lot. Those picks represent a lot. And Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, those guys are good players. And in the right circumstance, they can contribute heavily to winning. But when you get a chance to get one of the five best players in the game today, probably one of the three best, and you get a chance to get Kevin Durant and put him out there in his prime, and it may be late prime with Chris Paul. And then you got Booker and Aiden who are entering their primes, physical primes. Come on, man. That's, that's, that's not a big three. That's a big four. And they look like they're ready to rock and roll. They look loaded to me. So I, I got to ask you this. The Phoenix Suns before this trade, what did you see their championship window as being before the trade? And what do you see their mm-hmm. championship window being after this trade? Well, before the trade, they were going to have to go out and get somebody. And Chris – Chris is still 30, what is Chris, 36, 37? I mean, 36, he can't go forever. Don't, everybody's not, what's that? He's around the same age as me. He graduated 2003, so he's around 37, 38 years old. There we go. I was going to say 37. Okay, so Harry, you, 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 I mean, you guys know everybody can't be Tom Brady or LeBron. And Chris has had some great moments now. He led a team to the finals less than two years ago. So, but the window was closing. And... You know, there seems to be some chemistry issues. I don't know exactly what. I've known Monty Williams since he was in high school because that's in D.C. where I live permanently. And, and I've known of Monty and his intellect for basketball, his basketball IQ forever. But they're still having some issues. But now the enthusiasm, first of all, just the talent level. It, I still think the window's relatively narrow. If Chris is 37, turning you know, 38 at some point relatively soon, and Kevin is 34, you got Booker, who's 26, I think, still. And you got Aiden, who's like, what, 24, 25? So you've got a nice spread of experience and youthful exuberance there. The window is still not a wide one. This is not a five-year window. This is a two-year, maybe three-year. But I think you're looking at this year and next year for the Suns. And maybe they can do some stuff. They can turn. If you're bold, if you're as bold as this new owner is, you can find you can turn some assets, and he's not willing to wait. The Suns never would have made this move under Robert Sarver. Never. This new owner comes in, and within twelve hours, he's like, "Let's go," and they're going. <laughs> We're talking to Michael Wilbon, ESPN NBA Countdown. Obviously, you see him there. You also see him on PTI. Fitz and Harry, Jason Fitz, Harry Douglas, uh, Wilbon. I'm going to ask you a sort of a philosophical question. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, one of the shows I host a lot, Sports Center on Snapchat, we always show NBA highlights. And what our metrics show us is that 13 to 24-year-old kids really don't care about the team. They only care about the player. Mm-hmm. So when That's we right. talk about these sort of athletes and going from team to team, do we need to just have a better sort of understanding in your mind that the next generation of NBA players is not going to judge legacy by teams, but instead by individual accomplishment? Yes. I got a 14-year-old. I got a 14-year-old freshman in high school, and he plays. He's on the team at Gonzaga High School, a rich program in, in, in D.C., rich meaning just basketball history. And 
I, I tell them all the time, I want you to watch the games. Stop looking at the highlights. Don't come to me and tell me highlights that. Don't tell me that Kyrie is better than Isaiah Thomas unless you're watching games, full games, not clips. As great as Kyrie Irving is, and he's, he's great. God knows when he's actually engaged with what's going on where he is. And it's not just the kids. It's the kids and the players, too. And Harry too old for this now because he didn't grow up like that. <laughs> he grew nope. up watching games and teams. That's why I say what jersey you got on. If you were in the – you sport the – because that's how I grew up. And, no, they look at clips. That's all they look at. They don't even – high school basketball players, really good ones, I'm sure football players, they don't look at the games. They have no interest. They, 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 they can't hold – the games can't hold their interest for long enough. And that's why baseball has the problem it has and why they've trusted you know, Theo Epstein to change the product dramatically. So, yes, they're looking at highlights. Um, they still look at great players. They'll get there. You know, I trust they'll watch the NBA when we get to April. And they'll watch April, May, and June. But, you know, you're going to see a lot of 35. I'm trying to think of what number Charles wore. Charles wore 34 with the Suns. So they don't have to. Kevin don't have to go to him and try to pay him for that jersey. Charles probably take the money too. Um, <laughs> my man, you know I can tease because Charles is one of my dearest friends in my life, and I, I, this is this this rearranges the landscape of the NBA and how some of those young fans kids are going to feel about it. When you get Durant and Booker out there together, particularly. Aiden will come along. People don't know what to make of bigs anymore because there aren't really any bigs. I mean, Aiden's one of the few. Obviously, Jokic is a new wave big, but they don't know what to make of bigs. And then they know what to make of Chris Paul. This is going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how this team is, market is marketed, how people feel about this Suns team, if they can be healthy and out there from now essentially through mid-June, uh, how big that – and the window doesn't need to be open, and legacy is not decided – by that. It's not decided in the same ways that, that old people like I decide. Well, I hope everybody starts watching games in their entirety. It's important for context. But keep watching the clips on Snapchat because I need my job. Uh, Wilbon, <laughs> we appreciate your insight, your expertise. Thanks for hanging out with us on what I know is a slam day for you and everybody that covers the NBA. Thanks so much for, for joining us, brother. Hey, thanks for, uh, for having me. I appreciate it. All right, Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options and easy-to-use mobile app, personalized documents, and more. Discounts, I should say. Personalized discounts and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. Coming up, Harry's going to tell you how the Suns work on the court and how you might be able to stop them. That's next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. The Phoenix Suns are nearing a blockbuster deal to bring in Nets star Kevin Durant. Four unprotected first-round picks, a pick swap, all going back to the Nets for Kevin Durant. This is quite the haul for Brooklyn. If you were going to move Kevin Durant, you got back plenty to start fresh. And this is a team in the desert that certainly is going to have some immediate championship aspirations. Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun.
More trades breaking in the NBA as we near closer to the NBA trade deadline. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM channel. Lady Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, I don't think we can near closer. I think we get closer to it, but, you know, I'll correct myself in that. Uh, a bunch of updates to get you to here quickly. Uh, Woj, by the way, uh, breaking this just by the minute, it feels like right now. So uh, several moves, not the least of which is the Clippers are acquiring Rockets guard Eric Gordon in a multi-team deal, sources have told ESPN. Also, the Grizzlies making a couple of moves. They're sending Danny Green to Houston uh, is part of the deal, and the Clippers are acquiring – well, yeah, the Clippers acquiring Eric Gordon. We just told you that one. So it just looks like it's all over the place. The Clippers are sending Luke Kennard to the Grizzlies, who are sending three second-round picks to the Clippers. We got players and picks going Ooh. absolutely everywhere. And the, the Grizzlies only – I wanted to mention the Grizzlies here quickly, Harry, because I know we got a lot we're getting into. But the Grizzlies have to be one of these teams. It, it, it's going off the rails. They haven't played well enough the last few weeks. All of a sudden, a young roster that – was supposed to take over the NBA now looks up and the big brother of the Western Conference is the Phoenix Suns and they are clearly a better team than Memphis today clearly yeah I think one of the things that has plagued the um, the Memphis Grizzlies has been shooting the lack thereof and I think acquiring Luke Kennard is going to be able to help them in those regards because outside of John Morant and then you think about Desmond Bain who else is a guy on that team that's just going to knock down a three-pointer and knock down shots consistently, right? Uh, and I'll say even John Morant, he's more so going to the basket. He's able to shoot the ball from long range from three, but you got a guy in Luke Kennard who's a lefty, a natural-born shooter that can fire it up from anywhere, so I like this trade for them. Yeah, well, and, and all of this comes as a reaction, right? I mean, we keep saying this, but there has to be a moment where you come into work today and you, you, set, you open up your Rolodex and you're making different calls than you were 24 hours ago because 24 hours ago you didn't know that arguably the best player in the NBA was going to become part of a stacked roster in Phoenix that now includes as Michael Wilbon said with us earlier not a big three but a big four DeAndre Ayton is a max contract player for a reason because of a playoff run that was really good DeAndre Ayton showed everybody that he can be relied on so now you have Ayton You've got Chris Paul, you've got Devin Booker, and you're adding KD to that. If you're the rest of the West, the rest of the NBA, you better be stacked and racked and ready because there is not going to be an easy way to get through Phoenix. No, but and I'll also add to that, you know, the Phoenix Suns are going to do what they're going to do. But you can't discount a team that we just talked about not too long ago, the Golden State Warriors, right? When, when they're hitting on all cylinders and Klay Thompson's just starting to heat up, that's another team that has been the dark cloud for the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Um, and a lot of people want to call it a rivalry, but I don't see it that way because even without Steph Curry and Jordan Poole was able to be out there and have a hell of a game against the Memphis Grizzlies early this season and win that matchup. So you talk about two teams and – the, uh, the the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant, but the Golden State Warriors, who are a team that I don't think a lot of people can forget about because of their sustained success over a long period of time. Because I care about the health and welfare of every person listening, don't make it a shock game. But if you made it a shock game every time I said we have a Woj bomb or a trade during the course of this hour, you this is going to be a power hour for the ages. We got another trade just came through the Magic. Are I'm not surprised by this at all. I'm going to build the suspense. The Magic are trading for somebody that this morning, uh, Brian Windhorst sort of alluded to, could find his way out of L.A. Pat Bev 
now is part of the Orlando Magic. The, the Magic trading for Lakers guard Patrick Beverly per Woj. That is another Woj bomb. Uh, one of the most, let's say, under the skin, like agitating players in the NBA goes to Orlando. You know, I can only imagine. Pat I love Bev, this move for him. You, you, I, I, I love this move for him because when I look at, you know, how we talk about teams being able to build throughout the draft. Have we seen the Phoenix Suns be able to do? How we seen the Boston Celtics be able to do things? I put the Magic's, uh, the Lando Magic in that category because they have had top picks for the last, what, I'll say four or five years. Now it's time for that talent to be able to be able to, 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 to develop, but also a solid veteran, a hard-nosed type of guy like Patrick Beverly could be able to go to that team and add something to it. Not just on the basketball court and his feistiness, but in regards to being a pro, a guy who had to scratch and claw his way into the National Basketball Association. Well, and think about what you talked about earlier, Harry. In a locker room, sometimes you need a guy that will get in the middle of your you-know-what. Like You need a guy that will that, right. they, they can look at you and say, that's not how we do business. I think a guy like Pat Bev makes a lot of sense on any young roster because he comes in with a level of, this is how you do business. Also, as part of that trade, mo 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 bombo is headed to the Lakers. So, uh, mo bombo The same guy that just got in a fight with Austin Rivers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is. Hey, I told you, hey, man, you got to represent for the dark skin brothers better than that, Mo Bamba. Come on, man. Come on, man. I officially have absolutely no comment. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> there is no way I can change the subject faster on Fitz and Harry. Uh, but, but it speaks to the amount of transactions we're seeing right now that if you can't beat the best, and right, right now, what has happened is one of the best players in the NBA has gone to the Suns. I think what we're seeing right now, to the point that you, you mentioned a minute ago, Harry, is we are seeing a flurry of trades that say, hey, I might not be able to get a superstar that can match KD, but what can I do to make sure that every single spot on my roster gets a 10% upgrade if I need to, a 20% upgrade? How do I make sure that I get the necessary pieces that will help me sort of have more depth, have more people I can rely on, get me through a playoff run? It feels like a lot of teams right now are just, frankly, they're doing whatever they can to add enough to improve their score overall if they can't improve that one great player. Well, let me tell you why that's important. That's important because, and I understand that Kevin Durant trade to the Phoenix Suns is phenomenal, but what we have to remember, we also got to remember the injury history the last few years when it has come to Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. So let's just say, hypothetically, one of those guys can't stay healthy, in which uh, I know the Phoenix Suns are hoping that uh, all those guys can stay healthy. Let's just say, hypothetically, they don't. Now you're in a situation, if you upgrade bits and pieces around your team, where you're still able to contend if an injury may take place. Now, granted, I don't want anything like that to happen to anyone, but it's also the proof in the pudding the last few years from Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul, these guys haven't been able to stay healthy. Well, and to that end, Doug tweeted me. Uh, I'll be your Doug. He said, at Jason Fitz, pump the brakes on the Suns. The net, the Nuggets just got better with the solid backup for Jokic. You're acting like we should cancel the playoffs. Tell Harry to calm down, too. Remember when the Nets were going to sweep everyone? Love your show, by the way. Uh, you're totally right. <laughs> Look, I think uh, both things can be true. I, well, like, I just I just gave him something. I just he telling me to pump my brakes. I just gave him something right then, didn't he? You know, I, mean, I, I think <laughs> I think both sides can be true here. We can look at it and say clearly on paper right now the favorite in the West to me is, are the Suns. 
There are there's a reason though that we play these series. That the reason we watch these games go down. And Denver is a team that everybody sleeps on all the time. And you know they're going to end up with having what feels like the 74 straight MVP. You know, and Jokic is just going to keep doing it over and over and over again. And we're going to continue marveling at the fact that nobody pays attention. So you know, I I can't help that portion of it. But uh, the Nuggets certainly feel like they're they're going uh-uh. to. Oh, we, I got ask more. You, we got I more. I ask you. I ask you this: Who would you take? You, would you take? Uh, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, or you taking Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr.? I know who I'm taking. Yeah, I'm, I'm betting my house and your house, and I'm betting your house knowing that if I lose, I have to sit down with your wife and kids and explain to them that I <laughs> bet your house. That's how much uh, more confidence I have. Another, This is another big deal. This is where we, we are now. We know the, the details on the Rockets, I guess, at this point. The Rockets are acquiring John Wall. It's a three-team deal. The Rockets get John Wall. The Grizzlies get Luke Kennard. The Clippers get Eric Gordon, Danny Green, and three second-round picks. I'll give it to you one more time. The Rockets get John Wall. The Grizzlies get Luke Kennard. The Clippers get Eric Gordon, Danny Green, and three second-round picks. I like that for the Clippers, too. Two shooters. Two guys who've done it for a very, very long time. So I like that for the Clippers. I like those moves. I can promise you this. As these trades come through, we will get you the update on every single one of them and what it means. That's what we're doing all day across ESPN Radio. We're going to keep the conversation going. We're also going to switch gears. We're going to hear from someone in the NFL that can tell us how it went so right for one team and so wrong for another in 2022. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. We are getting you caught up on absolutely everything that happens in the NBA trade deadline. We'll make sure you don't miss any transaction. We are less than 30 minutes away from the bells ringing and the trade deadline closing. So we will make sure everything that happens between now and then you get an update on. But we got to get to a little bit of Super Bowl and to do that, our Wolfpack grows by one. Tyler Lockett, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, joins us. Uh, absolute beast on the field. Thanks for hanging out. You know, it's bad enough I got to deal with one wide receiver for three hours a day. Now I got two. Y'all are going to gang up on me. I get it. All right, Tyler, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Give me your insight because there were a lot of people coming into the season that had plenty to say about Geno Smith and why it was going to be a liability for the Seahawks. They weren't going to be great. And instead, you guys came out, had a great year, and it was a renaissance for Geno. What, what did you see there from Geno Smith that made a difference? Well, I mean, we always seen everything that was in-house ever since Geno had that opportunity to be able to come and play for us. Um, a lot of people just think that if you're not playing, then that means that you're not good enough to play, and that's not the case. And, you know, people don't understand that Geno had an opportunity to be able to go against our number one defense every single day in practice. And when you go against the best defense every single day in practice, I'm talking about since the four years that he's been there with us, he, he's able to learn the different schemes whenever he's out there on scout team. He's able to figure out certain passes that fits into his game. He's making throws he wouldn't normally make and understanding what throws he can and can't make. So when he finally gets his opportunity, it's not a shocker that he's able to play as great as he's played. It's just a shocker because he came out of nowhere to the people who never got the chance to be able to watch him. 
Tyler, I got I to gotta let you know, my man. Like, I'm excited when we have wide receivers on. You know that's my favorite position because mm-hmm. I played it. Mm-hmm. One time for the wide receivers. Woo, woo. Okay. But I do <laughs> got to ask you from the quarterback position, why did you think it was time for a change in leadership? Oh, I mean, it wasn't my decision. <laughs> like, it, yeah, that, that wasn't my decision. I mean, we were kind of forced to to have a change in leadership just with, you know, the trade taking place and happening. But, I mean, you know, ultimately, like, we've had so many great leaders just throughout the years. And even um, before this last season, like, Russ and Bobby did a great job being able to lead us and to prepare us to be able to help um, take the next leap and to help, um, help the, you know, the team that came about this past year. Um, I think for us, you know, um, Gino was able to come in and Gino was able to come in and be that leader. Um, he was able to earn a respect. He was able to um, to take us places, man, that people on the outside didn't even know that we'd be able to go. So many people thought we'd lose four, um, win four games, maybe not win any games at all. And, and, you know, Gino took us to the playoffs, man, and it wasn't like it was an easy road to get to the playoffs. You know, we, we had to win those last two games just to be able to still have a chance to get in there as well as other things taking place. But, I mean, it was, it was a great year, you know, with such a young team. Um, so many rookies played that normally don't even play. And I think it just says a lot about Coach Carroll. It says a lot about how they draft and the players that we have on this team. All right, Tyler, you've been hanging out with us for a few minutes. I think we're besties now. So I'm just going to confess something to you, okay? Uh, Harry Douglas played the position for a lot of years. My guy eats like you would not believe. I mean, we're talking like 18 bags of chips, <laughs> four bags of candy, and he still has like 3% body fat. I'm over here measuring my chicken breasts out and steamed broccoli, and I'm still frumpy standing next to Harry Douglas, which only makes me think I was at the draft in Nashville. I saw DK take off the shirt in person. It was impressive. Is DK Metcalf really eating the way people tell me he's eating oh yeah he he for sure is but he's also eating healthy too i assume i mean I, oh man <laughs> you know us, us wide receivers yeah. man we're, we're different we're mm-hmm. different especially us small guys you know small twitchy guys we can kind of eat what we want to eat because our metabolism is high because we're running all over okay. the place okay. but, but i but i gotta talk to you because i know you have a relationship with russell wilson um Seeing him in Denver this past season, what do you make of how things went down for Russ? Uh, well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, there there's adjustments that take place, you know, when you go to new teams and stuff like that. But, you know, I think the team, the, the person that the Broncos got is a phenomenal player um, and a phenomenal friend, man. Like, um, people like him just don't come across the league all the time, especially when you're told how much of a business it is. But, you know, he's like, man, he's a great brother, and he's the ultimate competitor. And um, even when Russ played with us, we all, we all knew that anytime we had a chance to get the ball at the end, we knew that we had a chance to win the game because we've seen it before. Um, numerous times that Russ has played, we've, we had last drives to win the game, whether it was in the fourth quarter and stuff like that. And so, I mean, they have a phenomenal player, man. And um, like I said, the ultimate competitor and – you know, things the season might not have went as how they wanted to. You know, granted they had a lot of injuries, um, stuff like that, and so you know that also played a part. But you know, when you have Russ on your team, you can never count them out. Tyler, obviously it's Super Bowl week. I know you're busy. Tell us what you're doing here. Yeah, so man, I'm just thankful and blessed just to be a part of the Direct TV family. You know, something that we all know is that nearly for 30 years they've been um, the leader in live sports, and they've also um, been the ultimate destination when it comes to satellite and direct stream TV. 
But one of the things that, you know, I kind of want to talk about is just the opportunity that we have to team up with the Ronald McDonald um, House Charities, being able to provide access to kids in the hospitals and their families so they can be able to have access to entertainment. So whether it's cartoons, whether it's news, whether it's sports, like whatever it is that they want to watch, DirecTV is providing that type of access as well as we're teaming up with supporting the Ronald McDonald Housing Charity Foundation by being able to play in a charity cornhole game. They should be able to see me play in Friday night. Um, it's going to be fun. You know, I'm going against Fitzpatrick, so hopefully he doesn't bring that Fitz magic that we all know about. And so it's going to be exciting. <laughs> Are you a good cornhole player? Like, have you been practicing for this, Tyler? Oh, man, you know what? It, I probably needed to practice <laughs> Really oh practice. no, man! But, you got to you know, keep representing no, see, the little guy. This is what y'all athletes do. Hey, like cornhole's a drunk country music <laughs> game. I am great at cornhole. Y'all athletes think you can just go show up and just start throwing. It's harder than you think, Tyler. Well, you got to watch how I play first before you could just say that. Oh, that's probably fair. <laughs> that's probably fair. I, I deserve that clap back, hardcore man. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Good luck. I'm gonna watch for the form. We will give it. A, we'll give it a score. I know you're gonna go with that out there and kick butt, though, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Congratulations on a great season. Fun watching you play. Nah, I appreciate it, man. And like I said, y'all can check that out on Direct TV. Awesome. Thanks, Tyler. I appreciate that. I lo- always love watching guys go out there and play cornhole. Like, uh, you know, uh, in my mind, I think I was great at it. But admittedly, usually when you're playing on a country music tour, you're several beers in. So my memory could be a little bit off. All right. What I know is the trade deadline for the NBA is only 20 minutes away. We have more trades to up- update you on. We will get you the latest next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. One, two, three. 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 Three is a magic move. I love this move, especially for Kevin Durant. It's not going to be like it was when he was with the Brooklyn Nets and when Steve Nash was his coach, right? Basically, guys, go out there and play one-on-one basketball. Monty Williams is a phenomenal head basketball coach. In the NBA, he's going to be able to drop sets, but he also has a true, natural, old-school type floor general in Chris Paul. Kevin Durant is going to demand double teams. You can't play Kevin Durant one-on-one. So guys are going to just have to be able to make open shots uh, when Kevin Durant gets double teamed and vice versa. If you decide you want to double team Devin Booker because, uh, you know, he's lethal, he's shooting the basketball at a high level, now uh, Kevin Durant's going to be open. But you got three guys, right, that are, that are mid-range assassins in Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. I don't know how opposing teams are going to stop it, but I'm just going to say good luck and pray as much as you can. Three hours later. The trade doors of the NBA are open for about 12 more minutes as the NBA trade deadline hits us at 3 o'clock Eastern. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Look, So sweet. The trades so made today. Tight. 
are all going to be reactionary to the one trade, the mega trade, the trade overnight that changed everything, the trade overnight that changed the trajectory of the rest of the NBA season, and the trade overnight that changed the trajectory of the Western Conference, and the trade overnight that could change the trajectory of the NBA for the next couple of years. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and KD on the same starting lineup for the Phoenix Suns, you want to talk about a statement by new ownership, Harry. You want to talk about the opportunity for a team to come in and say, we are going to be great. You want to talk about the perfect balance of young and old, of seasoned and of excited. You want to talk about the perfect reason for an entire fan base to get pumped for what's ahead. The Suns have given that to their fans with a mega move that changes the entire landscape of the league. And I'm going to keep it with the song that we just came into, Bruno Mars, Leave the Door Open. Owner Matt Ishaba, what he did, that trade that he pulled off, was smooth like a newborn. Oh, listen to that. <laughs> I mean, like, there is this moment where I, I get it. You you wait and you wait and you go through the process and you become the, the owner of the team. Now, uh, some people have already implied that maybe this was all sort of a strategic thing being worked in back channels because they got the approval of the ownership and 24 hours later – a mega deal, but either way, any way you want to look at it, Matt comes in and makes an immediate statement that, hey, the Suns are going to do things differently, that this is a different team now that there's different ownership. By the way, another trade, the Clippers are sending Reggie Jackson to Charlotte uh, as part of the deal that uh, involving Mason Plumley. So oh, there, there's a trade there of Mason Plumley. the Clippers sending Reggie Jackson to Charlotte, the Hornets are trading Mason Plumley to the Clippers. Uh, that's all part of the deal. These, these deals are just wildly developing in front of us. In fact, now we have the Blazers are trading Gary Payton the second to the Warriors for five second round picks. I don't the, the number of trade. This is the second trade we've seen today that involved five second round picks. Like I'm pretty sure it's the same ones. I think these are the five the ha- the Warriors got from the Hawks. <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel like second round, Oprah's out here. You get a second rounder. You get a second rounder. You get a second rounder. The Blazers sending Gary Payton to the, the second to the Warriors, a team that earlier Harry you were hot on, saying, "Hey, let's not sleep on the Warriors. They get somebody seasoned to add to that rotation." Yep, two teams. I'm going to talk about the Clippers really quick and also the Warriors. For the Clippers' perspective, um, they got rid of John Wall, also Reggie Jackson, two of their point guards, but they still do have Terrence Mann, who's a 6'4", a, 6'5", a, a type point guard guy. And remember, they also acquired Bones Highland. So now they have two guys in those regards. When you talk about the Warriors and being able to get the trade that they just made, you talk about a guy who played an integral part in what they did last year. Gary Payton II, who came in and gave them instant energy, instant instant defense, especially in that series against the Memphis Grizzlies before he got hurt by Dylan Brooks. So I like this move. This also tells me that Joe Lacob and, and, and Bob Myers are saying, you know what, we're going back to guys that we know can get it done, guys that we know we can trust. Also, he's a second-generational um, basketball guy. You look at his father, played a, a, a huge role in what the Supersonics were able to do. I won't say late in his career when he went to the Los Angeles Lakers because that kind of was squandered mm-hmm. yeah, a little we'll, bit. We'll but I love, I love this move by the Warriors. Well, and you often – say that you uh, you love second generation players because of what yep. they grew up around. Uh, another trade here, the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans. Let me try all that again. Another trade here. Excuse me. The New Orleans Pelicans are acquiring Josh Richardson from the San Antonio Spurs for Devontae Graham and four second round picks. Like, wait, 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 wait. like At this point, 87 second round picks are going to be traded in the next eight <laughs> minutes. That's a, Don't bother but Google. That's, but that's, that's how the NBA now views second round draft picks. I think we, we've gotten to the point now that if you're not even in the lottery 
early on, like in the, in, in the NBA draft, late first-round draft picks aren't even considered like what they used to be. So you know how they view second-round picks if they're viewing late first-round draft picks like that now. But if they're that worthless, what are we doing? Like, you know, that's that's my only counter-argument to it is like, uh, yeah, I mean, just get rid of the second round. Of the, I'm kidding. Don't get rid of the second round of the draft. Don't at me. Every NBA head's now going to be you really mad. You know Draymond mad. Green was a second round draft pick. Uh, I mean, that's why, like, speaking of Draymond, the Warriors, who got Kevin Knox in the James Wiseman deal, sent Knox to the Blazers with those five second round picks to Gary Payton the second. So it, it is wild. What's, I feel like right now we're playing Uno, and every time it's like plus four. And, and, and it's just constantly the plus four, plus four, plus four. So you thought you were about done, and then it's like, ah! Actually, going to need you to pick up four cards. Well, I will say this about the you know Phoenix Suns because a lot of people are probably wondering what their bench is going to look like. When you have four guys that are bona fide players in Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Ayton, you don't really have to worry about your, your bench too much because you can always leave two of those guys on the court and plug and play the rest of your bench within those guys. So I'm not worried about the Suns in that, that those regards. Uh, I just like them as a team right now. Yeah, by the way, I'm being reminded Jokic was a second-round pick. I was joking about getting rid of the second-round pick. You Look know what, what you started, Fitz. I hope, I hope all 87 second-round picks ter- traded today turn out to be Jokic. That's the only thing we can – Jokic times 87. Speaking of Jokic, you can get his thoughts on the trade deadline. He's going to hang out with Kenny and Carlin. This has been Fitz and Harry. Thanks for hanging out with us on ESPN Radio. to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.